Welcome. This is Jamie. This is Val. And this is episode number 138 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of November 22nd, 2022. Happy Thanksgiving. Coming up on today's episode, Tokyo Dining closing for refurbishment. Disney Cruise Line purchases a half-built ship. Annual passes are increasing in price. And in our main segment, Donna appears and we play Would You Rather. This is the Circus 71 podcast. All right, and on to the news. Donna is still uh, on vacation this week. Next week, I will, with uh, Val as well, be on vacation. So Don and Andrew will be holding down the housekeeping fort, uh, so to speak. Um, so the biggest news that came out as Val and I are recording this on Monday night dropped last night with the departure of Bob Chapek. Um, so I have not actually had a chance to talk to Donna about it, um, but I think what we will do is just wait until both of us are recording in a couple of weeks and we see kind of the immediate fallout from um, the surprise return of Bob Iger as CEO. So we'll have that to look forward to in a couple of weeks. But on to the news that I had planned before the uh, the world stopped turning, so to speak. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party for 2022 is now completely and fully sold out. If you are attempting to purchase tickets on the Walt Disney World website, guests are now uh, met with a calendar and unable to select any dates. Okay? Um, this is the first... Um, the as we've talked about before, the return of Very Merry as Disney hosted the Very Merriest After Hours events in 2020 and 2021 due to um, uh, the COVID-19. So uh, not surprising at all. Don and I had talked about this previously that it looked like um, you know, there was only two events left and then one and then... At this point, there are no um, dates left for the party. But looking forward to it, and uh, we will be there on the 29th, so next next week. Yeah, this isn't surprising at all to me, although I still think it's highway robbery, um, considering the last time they had the parties a few years ago, they tech prices were 30 to $40 cheaper. And the merry, very merrys were always more expensive than not so scary to begin with. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, the, the after hours events didn't go over too well from what I saw and heard that we didn't attend any. Um, so I think people are really, really excited and starved for this to come back, but not overly thrilled at how expensive those tickets are. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, Val, why don't you take up the next story with something I think Aiden and Payne are really going to enjoy. Uh, okay, the Fab 50 statue holiday sound effects are being turned on um, throughout Walt Disney World. Um, some of them were already in effect, right, before this. Um, you can have... Sound effects, you can activate them by waving a magic band plus at the statues. Some of them have several phrases and sounds, um, so you might have to wave multiple times for the holiday one. Um, so there's being turned on the various statues. Um, so for the holiday sound effects. So uh, that's pretty cool. They, you know, they had the regular sound effects on before... Aiden and Peyton love to uh, go to everyone because they want to see and hear what they say. Um, so I'm sure they'll be thrilled that, you know, there's holiday difference, different holiday sound effects. Yeah, I haven't mentioned this to, to Aiden or Peyton yet. But, uh, you know, this is something I think that people kind of laughed off a little bit originally with the, you know, the smaller statues and, you know, there weren't exactly 50 individual statues, but, um, I, I gotta say, I, I don't, I, I think they're kind of growing on me. I, I 
like them. I wouldn't mind if they stuck around post um, 50th celebration. So I, I, I don't know. I enjoy them for the most part, and I think it kind of adds something and, and certainly gives a reason to upgrade to the Magic Band Plus if some people weren't interested in that previously. But you always see people, there's always like a group of like four or five at every statue just standing there waving. So I think that's, you know, people are at least interested in it, not totally blowing it off. Next story. Tokyo Dining at Epcot will be closing until summer of 2023. Um, This closed as we're recording this vow yesterday, November the 20th. Uh, 2022. And as I said, expected to reopen in the summer of 23 with a new look. Um, No further information um, is available at this time. Um, And this was kind of out of nowhere because the project and closure uh, were just announced. And then um, a day before the restaurant was going to be closed for um, several months. Tokyo Dining is... um, sort of on the second floor of the Japan Pavilion. You have uh, Teppanito in the back, Tokyo Dining in the front. Um, And it's really kind of been sort of mixed hours. It reopened for a limited time during the holidays in 2020, reopened on a somewhat limited basis um, throughout 2021. With the closure, Takumi Tei, the signature restaurant located on the ground floor of the building, sort of is expected to reopen. So my thinking is they're just going to take the staff from Tokyo Dining, plop them down to Takumi Tei, and reopen that restaurant for the first time since March of 2020. So over, uh, well over two years at this point, almost two and three quarters going on three. So we have not done... um, as we're recording, Donna just sent me a message on Facebook. Um, we have not done Tokyo Dining yet. This is, I think, a little bit more uh, sushi-esque um, as opposed to the uh, Teppan Ito, but something we should probably try at some point. Yeah, it's very curious about why they are all of a sudden closing it, you know, out of nowhere when, you know, nothing has been mentioned about it. I didn't even know if it was actually open because the last you know every time we've been in there it doesn't look like it's open so it's very curious strange i wonder if it's not been doing well or if they're going to change the menu or you know what they're going to do with it because i don't recall hearing anything about that restaurant for a long time yeah i would agree it's it's interesting but definitely something we'll have to uh visit in the future and Evidently, the future will be at some point in summer of 2023. So, next story, Val, you want to pop over to the Disneyland Resort? Hey, so Mickey's Toontown at Disneyland will reopen on March 8th, 2023, which was a year after it closed. Um... The land originally opened in 1993 is receiving a major overhaul to coincide with the opening of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which also opened in early 2020 at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So Mickey's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will open ahead of the rest of Mickey's Toontown on January 27th, which coincides with the... Uh, Disney one year, 100 Years of Wonder celebration. Yeah, Donna and I talked about this a little bit um, off podcast before they left for their cruise. Um, found it interesting that they're going to open up Runaway Railway before um, the rest of the land in and of itself, which has things like um, open grassy areas in Centennial Park, um, Goofy, uh, Chippendale's Gadget Coaster, um, you know, so it seems like it's going to be pretty heavily walled off for those, um, you know, two, two or three months or so in between the opening of Runaway Railway and, um, you know, the rest of Toontown. So definitely interesting, um, maneuvering. I guess they just wanted 
Runaway Railway is opened opened as soon as as possible, even though it's kind of going to cut the land in half somewhat. They're going to have a lot of uh, construction walls that are open, but at least there is a an official opening date for <clears throat> excuse me for this uh, you know reimagined and almost seemingly more inclusive as well um, area in Disneyland. So moving from something that is opening to something that may never see the light of day. Disney has patented a new water ride motion simulator potentially for a Moana attraction. Uh, this patented technology by Disney is for a new kind of water ride that could be implemented at Disney parks in the near future. You may remember back at D23, there was that Blue Sky concept art that was released for Animal Kingdom that saw, um, at least in the concept art, more traditional log flume type ride based on Moana. But this patent... Um, uh, as Disney states in the patent, water rides are some of the most memorable attractions, but rarely utilize new technology and are tame compared to roller coasters. Um, flume rides like Splash Mountain are designed to be a very smooth ride. Um, as described in the patent, patent, the new technology would create a more thrilling boat ride experience. A cable system strategically attached to the sides of the boat could simulate the movements of a boat bobbing in waves. And in this uh, uh, patent, there's actually a giant dome screen for, projection, for a show projection that shows Moana and Maui um, on, on this immersive um, projection dome. So pretty interesting concept art, interesting patent to see what they end up doing with that. Um, I wouldn't want an entire boat ride. Um, you know, it's almost a boat ride hybrid where you take a look at uh, like a flight of passage where they go, you know, and there's the giant projection dome. I don't know if I'd like going into a giant projection dome for an entire, you know, allegedly water-based ride sequence, but, um, you know, I, I think I'd like the flume ride concept a little bit more for uh, Moana that they outlined at D23. But nevertheless, it'll be interesting to see if and when and how this particular patent gets uh, implemented at the Disney parks. And as we've talked before, Moana it would be a great addition to any um, you know theme park. So speaking of water rides you want to <laughs> take our next story val so disney cruise line confirms the purchase of an unfinished global dream ship um it is a 19 story vessel filled with amenities um it <clears throat> with the original owner Going into administration due to COVID-19 pandemic, the massive cruise ship was left unfinished and without a company to complete it. Um, so Disney Cruise Line confirmed the acquisition of a partially completed ship that will bring the magic of a Disney Cruise Line vacation to new global destinations. Uh, it will feature innovative Disney experiences along with dazzling entertainment, world-class dining, and legendary guest services that set Disney Cruise Line apart. It's expected to have its maiden voyage in 2025 with a passenger capacity of approximately 6,000. It'll be renamed, likely in line with the other ship names. Um, after the completion of the Wish, two more ships were expected to join the fleet. Um, Disney Cruise Line announced the next ship was to be the Disney Treasure, which is to set its sail in 2024. The seventh unnamed ship will join the fleet as well, and the Global Dream will become the Disney Cruise Line's eighth vessel. Yeah, so it's important to understand that this this purchase um, is really a couple of different things. Number one, it doesn't take away from what Disney had already announced where they were going to have 
um, these new ships that started with the Disney Wish um, and will continue with the Disney Treasure and then the unnamed seventh ship, um, they were all announced. That is not changing anything. This um, ship, which originally was named the Global Dream, um, will not uh, be replacing any of those ships. This is all in addition to which is good because even from the concept art, you can tell this isn't one of the other Disney ships because the Disney Cruise Line ships all have, um, even though some are slightly different from each other, the older ships a little bit different than the newer ships, they all have the same kind of iconic look. And you can tell this is sort of a retrofit. Um, I think this is going to be in the Asian markets. I don't know if we will see this in... Uh, domestically anytime, certainly not anytime soon. I think this is for um, over in Asia specifically. I think it's the Chinese market um, that they are going after, and this just makes sense that this was originally supposed to be for that market, um, and a lot of the uh, amenities that are already spilled out can certainly um, take place. I, I think it's a smart move by Disney. Uh, cruise line to acquire the ship, save on the cost of, of completing a, a ship from scratch um, and being able to tackle that new uh, market. Because we've seen Disney Cruise Line and Donna and I have talked about this expanding to other um, places around the globe, Australia, um, uh, not the Philippines, um, Fiji, there, there's somewhere over. Um, it's I'm losing it, um, but uh, other waters, so to speak, that they hadn't been there um, before. So glad to see it. I think it's a great move by Disney, and you know, an expansion that doesn't um, result in a contraction of ships that they have already announced um, will still continue to come. We just absolutely despise that name, the Disney Treasure. So. Nevertheless, guest, next story, guest jumps out of a time machine vehicle to sit with animatronics aboard Spaceship Earth at Epcot. Um, seemingly going from the sublime to the utterly ridiculous um, in what seems to be a crazy pattern of bad guest behavior um, while going out of bounds while at Disney Parks, a guest was caught on video jumping out of the Spaceship Earth time machine and sitting with an animatronic during a ride stop. Um, so the ride had already been um, stopped either for you know, ECV, temporary breakdown, whatever the case may have been. And the person decided to get out and sit with the animatronics in the uh, Greek mathematics scene, um, I I wish I could make this up, but this is this is truly just crazy. So I don't know whether we needed an extra math class for this individual or or what the story was, but yeah, it was um, pretty unbelievable, and and it's just bad i mean and we've seen this behavior repeated you know time and time again people in disneyland sticking their foot in the splash <laughs> mountain flume um recently at tokyo disney sea a guest was caught posing in an arabian coast fountain um for instagram clout you have people climbing onto the tracks and rock formations at uh radiator springs racers over at dca so um, it's just a bad, bad thing to do. You can certainly risk serious injury, and there's just no reason for it. About that guy, wish she got a cucumber out of a. Uh, oh, living with the land. land. Was it a cucumber? No, I think it was a cucumber. Yeah, they all hang out together, I guess, and figure out different places to trespass. Unbelievable. So, all right, Donna, or uh, Val, why don't you take us on our very last story, if I could get the story to load. Hold on. There we go. Oh, the best one, of course. Walt Disney World annual pass prices raised while still being unavailable for purchase. Um, Disney 
um, has not indicated when sales will resume. They are still unavailable to purchase, um, but they are raising the price. Um, the Incredipass um, goes from $12.99 to $13.99. The Sorcerer Pass goes from $8.99 to $9.69. The Pirate Pass goes from $6.99 to $7.49. And the Pixie Dust Pass stays at $3.99, which is no change for that one. And Florida residents are still able to purchase Pixie Dust Passes um, at the same price. Uh, but all the other ones are seeing a price increase, which is bold move considering you can't buy them uh, at this point. Uh, just seems like another money grab by Disney and to further piss off their loyal annual pass holders. Yeah, this, I mean, it feels like Disney's the only company that can actually raise prices on something they're not currently selling. I, I mean, this is, I mean, I want to try and find some sort of silver lining positive. I guess it means they're still considering that, I mean, clearly at some point, then annual passes would be coming back. I, I mean, that's the only reason that, you would raise a price on something you're not currently selling in that you anticipate selling them in the future. Um, uh, they did, Disney did say that they will not, at least for Walt Disney world, um, start selling new annual passes, uh, in this calendar year in 2022. Um, you can still renew, um, and I think renewal prices may have increased, but that hasn't been, um, really publicized or, or published anywhere um, that I have read. So uh, interesting, as, as Val said, I agree. Bold move to raise prices on something that you're that you're not currently um, selling. So interesting to say the least. But at least in the super super silver lining, it at least looks like annual passes will be coming back at some point in the future. So. Val, thanks for uh, doing the news with me. We always uh, appreciate when you can uh, step in and share your thoughts. Yep. Always love being the special celebrity guest. There we go. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And through the magic of editing and pre-recording, Donna will come back and I will be asking her what she would rather do. And we are back. Donna, I know we feel, I feel like we say this every week, but with one of our favorite segments. This is a good one. And it's always, in my opinion, preferably preferable to be the one grilling the other one than in the person in my chair tonight. So you're probably quite pleased with yourself. Yeah. I just like being able to say whether you're right or wrong. That always kind of makes me happy. So When it's an arbitrary answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah all right so shall we get started let's do it we got 10 tonight right we have 10 yes okay so number one would you rather see a skyliner expansion to disney's animal kingdom or a monorail expansion to disney's animal kingdom skyliner i prefer it to the monorail especially if we're talking about the current state of the monorail line and the monorails mm -hmm. themselves. I mean, I just, I, I, I like everything about the Skyliner more than the monorail with the exception of it didn't, that, that piece didn't necessarily have Walt Disney's hand in it. Whereas we know a monorail very much did. Yeah. Um, first off, you're correct. It is the <laughs> correct answer is the Skyliner expansion. Um, I, I mean, I've been no, uh, stranger to how much I love the Skyliner. I think it's a fantastic um, addition to Walt Disney World. I, I think if it was originally here and, um, you know, you touched on, on kind of the nostalgia piece of it and, and how iconic the monorail is to Walt Disney World, but if it was originally the Skyliner type system, I don't even think we would be having this even remote discussion. I think the monorail is so ingrained in um, you know, like I said, the nostalgia angle as opposed to, um, 
efficiency. I mean, I more so than anything, I love that the Skyliner is just constantly loading. There's a new bucket after a new bucket after a new bucket. Sometimes you wait for the monorail, and I swear, like, uh, I'm the, we were, I forget where we were going. I know we were, it was me, Aiden, and Peyton. Um, we were going to Magic Kingdom because it was after, uh, I think we dropped Val off for like a spa massage or something. And we got out of line. We were like third in the yeah. line, but we had been there for so long. I said, I've had it. I'm walking. Mm. Um, so yeah, now a correct answer, Skyliner expansion. I would love to see that come. come Do you want to hear my squirrel, squirrel moment with this one? Sure. So we are going to Bush Gardens, Tampa. Um, have gone to Bush Gardens, Tampa when this episode goes live. Sorry, oops, recording this out of order. Um, mm-hmm. on this this Saturday, and when we were there last year um, during the Christmas season, Anthony kept pointing at the um, like the sky ride that they had at Busch Gardens and asking why it wasn't open. And all the signs around the park said um, Skyliner or Sky, excuse me, Skyride will reopen summer 2022. So we planned this trip. We were actually bringing my parents this time, which we didn't last year. I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, my mom loves sky rides. This is going to be great. Anthony's super pumped because we told him we're going to Bush Gardens. He gets to ride the sky ride. Don't I look at the map today and see it has not reopened? Oh no. Oh yes. So I can't wait to break that one to the kid. And I'm honestly bummed for myself because when Andrew and I first went to Bush Gardens, Tampa, um, it was our one year wedding anniversary. Um, you know, a couple months later, we, we did a cruise and we did a cruise out of Tampa. So we celebrated it um, first at Bush Gardens because we had never been and we really like amusement parks, obviously. And then we did our cruise out of Tampa. And that was one of my favorite attractions because it actually went over like the Serengeti where the animals were. And you had a beautiful, really cool view of the animals below you. Um, even better, in my opinion, than the ride that, you know, the train ride that went through the Savannah. Um, so anyway... Yes, I enjoy sky rides, and I'm very sad about Bush Gardens not being open. All right. Next up, I think this is going to be a lot more difficult. Oh, boy. Okay. Would you rather demolish Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean? Pirates. That didn't take as long as I thought it would. No, because, I mean, Pirates is phenomenal. Please don't get me wrong. But there have been s- several changes throughout the years to make it more politically correct and this, that, and the other thing. I still enjoy it, but, like, come on, we wants the redhead. Yeah. I, I, in my opinion, correct answer is you would demolish pirates. Um, I, I would be sad to see it go, but I gotta say, it's not one of my favorite attractions. It, it's it is iconic Disney. I, I love the animatronics. Um, but for me, I, I hold a much higher regard in Haunted Mansion. Um, and I can't really put my finger on with Pirates what I don't get excited for, I guess. I, I mean, I it's not like I dislike it. Like, I hate going on it. I mean, given the choice for riding Haunted or Pirates... It's the mansion all day long. I don't like getting my butt soaked on that ride. If you're in the wrong row or the way to distribute it wrong, you can really get wet. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. I can't figure it out what it is. I don't know. Like I said, it's not that I dislike it, but I think I I am a much bigger fan of Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I, I would be... I'm not going to be dramatic and say devastate it, but I would be very, very, very sad to see anything happen to haunt it. Whereas pirates, you know, they could always rebuild it and they could make it better like the one in Disneyland is. Yeah. And I, I'd have to see the one in Shanghai, how that actually works. I think that may rely a touch too much on um, screen-based technology, but I love, love, love the mechanics of the ride where it's almost like an omni-mover. Yeah. Uh, boat which i think is pretty cool okay next up and this is probably a question donna that we get from you know our our guests that travel with us a decent amount my guess would be um so i kind of based it off of that would you rather stay a week at a value or four nights at a deluxe 
Okay. So you're not going to like this answer, but I think it depends on what you're looking for. And that's literally what I would say to a potential client asking me that question. If you're looking for more time, then obviously it's, you got to stretch your budget. You have to stay at that value resort. If you're looking for uh, richer experiences at your resort hotel, better pools, better amenities, um, usually uh, closer proximity, especially when we're talking about the deluxe resorts to the parks, then you go that route. I actually talked with um, a family post-vacation. They did VIP tours um, on one day and they were debating between one and two days. They ended up doing one day. They told me that looking back on it, they did seven nights with a one-day VIP next time and it was three rooms traveling together to get the the party of 10 for the vip tour um next time they will do five nights and two days of the vip tour because they felt that uh that way uh um they would be able to get more experiences in in a shorter period of time and pay about the same amount of money so that's really what it comes down to do you want to spend about the same amount of money and do the same amount of experiences or do you want a longer stay um, and have more time. That's really what it comes down to. So for me being a local, I'm going to go with the deluxe stay for a couple of days because we can go over whenever. If it's your first visit to Walt Disney World, I want you staying longer and experiencing more. I'm telling you value resort. Yeah, that's, that's a hundred percent what I would say. Given the two, for me, it's, it's not even a question as much as I do love a, a lot almost all of them actually the the deluxe resorts i don't think there's a bad one um for me it's going to be time you know it's i would be the week long at a value over um four nights at a deluxe and i think it's even more uh it's more of an easier call if you're talking like pop century at a minimum you know you you talk pop or aoa that's a slam dunk for me um all-Stars may cause a little bit of a pause, but ultimately it's the week that's going to win out. Jamie, say hi, John. Hi, John. He's one of my clients and one of our listeners, and he decided um, after listening to our tournament, I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, um, when we talked about uh, Top Resort and we ended up with Wilderness Lodge, he's staying for a good chunk of time at Pop Century, and then the last night they're transitioning to Wilderness Lodge, so that way they can have that that taste of the the resort, and they're um, spurging for a gorgeous king bed uh, partial fireworks view room. Well, it's, I, I'm glad that you ended the vacation with that, and you never start with it. No, 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 and I think he knew that too. <laughs> uh, good, I have to say, good move, uh, John, and, and great choice on Wilderness Lodge. Yep. Okay. Um, all right, I got a simple one for you because I actually may have done both of these. I may not have. I have to think about it. But would you rather do winter side? Or Summerside at Winter Summerland. Miniature that is so funny that you asked that. Because Andy and I had like a hardcore discussion about this today. You, Andrew or Anthony? Did Anthony. You Anthony. <laughs> he goes, because we went this weekend. He goes, Mama, I think I like the winter side of Winter Summerland better. And I was like, really, bud? I was like, I kind of like them both. And he goes, no, winter's better. <laughs> definitively i'm like okay what do you think winter is better and he starts naming off you know how mad how he remembers everything naming off the names of some of the different holes and telling me why it's better than the other side (laughs) that's a a, we see i don't remember what i may have done both i i don't know i i truly don't remember um but i know recently we i want to say last june we did um Aiden was all about the winter side. Can we do winter? Can we do winter? Sure, bud. And then we got done. He's like, I want to try summer next time. Can we do that? So um, I, I don't remember if I've done both. So this is a bit bit unfair and <laughs> I can't necessarily call a uh, winner whether you're, you're right or not. But um, Oh, Anthony I, will answer that question. Hold on. Let me see if I can get him to talk loud enough. Hey, Anthony, can you shout really loud which mini golf course is your favorite? Did you hear it? Winterland. Winterland. 
<laughs> through the monitor, through the phone, onto the podcast, the child. While, of course, he's in bed supposedly sleeping. <laughs> you know it. So, well, at least we got Anthony's uh, opinion. I'll, we'll have to take Aiden on the other one. Maybe we'll go again in June and uh, and see, um, you know, which is better. But very underrated. I think they are a lot of fun. I, I so have, much at fun. At least the winner side. Yeah. Well, and for me as a pass holder, for you as a pass holder, it's a slam dunk addition to the annual pass yeah. to include that with the water parks. You go half a dozen times, more than paid for it, and it's so much stinking fun. You know what? And I know this is very AP DBC attitude, but I mean, with how the parks are being with the park pass reservation system, with the crowd levels, with, with all of that nonsense, like I'm starting to look towards a little bit more of, of quote unquote, the other things on, on Walt Disney World property. I mean, I love the water parks. I so much fun, love being there. Um, and, and miniature golf is, is right there too. Cause it's not something I would readily think to, you know, travel a thousand miles to do a mini golf course, but for, for an hour distraction and doing something different home run. Well, and the other thing is for the folks that I know you and I have talked at nauseum, so I won't go too far into this, but for the folks who do choose to have a down day, two down days during their, their time on property, what a great thing to do with a package inclusion that so many people don't take advantage of yeah no i totally agree with you um so my next question for some reason as i was writing this and thinking of you i was laughing out loud writing it oh i can't wait and andrew just walked in so this will be perfect would you rather go for a swim in (laughs) crescent i hate you or seven seas lagoon you know that when we were just at Castaway, I balked at going into the water when I saw all the fish, right? No. I did it when we were there in February and April. Oh, no, excuse me, not February. In April. In April with Anthony. I got in the water and sucked it up. But there was something about, like, there were just a, sh- I almost said ish ton. There, are, there were an ish ton of fish that I could see. And I took, like, two steps in. And I was like, Anthony, I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> I walked out. Oh. I got nothing. I, I don't even know what how to respond. So Crescent Lake or what? Seven Seas Lagoon. They're both gross, but I guess Crescent Lake. I think it's prettier. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. don't get the monorail, but um, I don't know. Then again, you could look at Polynesian. You could swim up to the bungalows. Say hi to some alligators. Yeah, well, I mean, there's going to be gator in crescent lake um uh, no yeah i think i'd have to go crescent lake because you could look at yacht beach club you got you know the uh the pirate ship so at least things to look at if you're going to swim in the lake you might as well you know have some have a view yep yeah. there you go yeah and i mean my god if you're you're in seven seas lagoon you might have part of the monorail hitch in the head and mind you, to any of our listeners who are doubting my ability to swim, it has nothing to do with my ability to swim. I'm a ridiculously strong swimmer and was a lifeguard for many, many, many years. I just don't like icky things. Nevertheless. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's a good one. And, and um, you said uh, your, your client, uh, the listener was John? Was his mm-hmm. name? Okay. I wasn't sure if it was John or Jack. So this may be another up his alley, so to speak. Donna, would you rather splurge on dining or splurge on a resort? Uh, this one's harder for me than I th- than I think you would have anticipated. Wow, I thought this was a slam dunk. Okay, so when it boils down, the answer is going to be dining because of having those those experiences and and trying you know places that we might not have been and things like that, but. Not that the deluxe resorts are not overpriced because they are. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're not. But the food prices at Disney at, at the more expensive restaurants is just so, so, so inflated for such small, small, small portions that that wears on me after a while. Like at least if you're paying for the deluxe resort, you have comfortable beds, you have beautiful amenities, you have 
the atmosphere, you have X, Y, Z, whereas you might go to, you know, three, four, five signature meals and walk out hungry from three of them or not even enjoy the food if it's like a, a yachtsman experience that we had had, you know, many years back or whatever the case may be. Well, Which, by one, the way, was to... nine nine years ago today, right, Andrew? Isn't that what we found out? That we went to Yachtsman nine years ago today? You need to go back. When we went, the food was phenomenal. Loved Excuse it. me, Andrew corrected me. It was Kona Cafe. It popped up on Facebook as a memory. Nine years ago today was when we ate at Kona Cafe. and didn't have a great experience. I'm trying to figure out how you confuse Kona Cafe and Yachtsman Steakhouse. Well, because I knew it was a restaurant that we had not enjoyed when we ate there forever ago that we've talked about multiple times on the show. But to be fair, when, when you said, again. when you said nine years ago, like you and I, you mean, or just no, you and Andrew in general and I ate at Kona Cafe for dinner nine oh, years ago. Oh, oh. Okay. I, I wasn't listening to that part. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, you haven't been in Yachtsman in a while though. Have you? Correct. Okay, you need to go back. Like, it, it's very good, I will say. Um, so what was ultimately your answer? It's going to be dining, but I think it's a much harder decision than just, it's not a snap decision of, oh, it's dining. Because it really does get frustrating for me, the prices that you pay for mediocre food. There's so much good dining in the city of Orlando to go to Disney and get spanked with ridiculous prices for not great food. Okay, let me let me rephrase it a different way, just you know, for kicks and giggles. You have two grand to spend. Okay. But it can only either be on dining or the resort. Which would you pick? Dining. Dining. Yeah, that's what it would be for me. I think that's the right answer. As much as I love a lot of the um you know, the, your your deluxe resorts, I think you get just more of a variety of experience where you, know, you could go to a, an Il Molina, which isn't actually that expensive, um, at Swan, I believe that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at Swan. Um, I mean, Topolino's, uh, Flying Fish, anything like that. I, I think you can get very different dishes and, and different experiences where, you know, you go to um, Wilderness Lodge and it's the Pacific Northwest, whether it's Monday or Wednesday. So I think that um, differing experiences is, is kind of, excuse me, where I would splurge. Fair enough. And I like the way you said that different experiences. It's not that, you know, if you're spending that time at the resort that, you know, it's a, a infinite number or excuse me, a set number excuse me of amenities there right yeah and, and not to you know it's that's kind of different strokes for different folks too fair so okay i am at number seven donna we're 20 minutes in we're doing good <laughs> would you rather oh good he's laughing already at himself i just want to see for some reason i want to see donna do, but you have to do this either one in like a Richard Simmons 80s jumpsuit. Okay. Okay. Would you rather park at the furthest spot at the transportation and ticket center and <laughs> walk? Um, I'll let you walk to security. Or would you rather walk from International Gateway to Hollywood Studios and back? Oh, you mean what we did that one time? Did, was, I did that with you? No. So it was, I, I know I've told the story on the podcast before when we were here on our honeymoon and we did the honeymoon oh, photo yeah, session. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, and nice flip flops that gave me a horrific blister and my hair down to makeup. That was really a good, a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, so which one would I rather do that? Because at least it's pretty. Yeah, I think it's the right answer. I mean, essentially, you're obviously just walking through a parking lot at TTC. Um, I love that walk. I really, mm -hmm. really do. I've done it one time, but I think I was trying to think if I was going to Epcot. Maybe I was going to Stu. I forget where I was, but I went from one, realized the line for one attraction that I wanted to do was too long. I walked over back to Hollywood Studios, 
didn't find anything I wanted to do there, and I walked back to Epcot or vice versa or something. Oh, my God. Um, but, you know, I love that walk, that little um, canal waterway um, between the two. It's just a really, really pretty area. Yeah. So it's another reason I really love Boardwalk. Oh, my gosh. That whole area is stunning. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, they did, they did a really, really phenomenal job with that. Um, okay. Donna, just a quick question. Do you do heights? Oh, yeah. I don't have a problem with heights. I don't like, like, the drops, like, in Tower Terror. Obviously, I don't like how that makes my belly feel, but I don't, I'm not afraid of heights. Okay. All right. So, for this one, would you rather stand on top of the Tower of Terror or stand on the top of Spaceship Earth? I mean, obviously, with, like, proper safety gear. I guess. I mean, I didn't really qualify it. Try to think of where you get the better view of property. Probably tower because it's... Is it higher? As I say that, now I'm questioning that. I think tower's got to be higher than Spaceship Earth, right? Yeah, because tower remembers 199. If it was one foot higher, it'd have to have the red blinking light. Okay. Or did you right, not so know then... that? Maybe you didn't. I should... No, I didn't <laughs> know that. I act like... Yeah. Did you ever, you heard that before, right? Yes. Yeah. So in that case, I would choose tower because I would love the view. Like I would love the view, especially at nighttime. That's the that was when when I got toward the end of my tenure of riding Tower of Terror. I would only do it at night because I loved the view when the doors opened. Yeah, it is pretty. Although I was thinking about this, if you're on Spaceship Earth, say during like a fireworks time, you would be able to see obviously you know whatever's going on at Epcot. But theoretically, you should also be able to see Hollywood Studios. And you can definitely see MK. Because you can see it from the parking lot. Trying to think of where you would have to orient yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting one. I think... Andrew's questioning us. If I was standing on top of Spaceship Earth, I could pivot different directions and see Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Magic Kingdom's fireworks. Fight me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm he said sure yes, I'm correct. See, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can see magic, and, and you should be able to see... I don't know if you'd be able to see phantasmic fireworks, but you definitely would be able to see if they were doing like a galactic uh, star cruiser. Blah, <laughs> um, galactic uh, spectacular or, or any of their nighttime fireworks. Because I've, I mean, you can see the back of Tower Terror. Right. Um, I think if you could only... I'm going to qualify this a little bit more. You could only see the park that you're in, in our situation here. I think I would go with Hollywood Studios. I think there's more to look at. It's more interesting. Toy Story Land alone at nighttime nighttime's worth it. Oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely stunning. And you know what? We're not a fan of the land, I don't think, but the, the lighting package at night of Galaxy's Edge is also very pretty. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, the, the purples and the, the blues that they use, I think, are very, very pretty. Yeah, no, I won't argue that. They did a good job with that. Okay, two more, Donna. Would you okay. rather permanently lose via Napoli or Hollywood and Vine? That sucks. I hate this one. Um, so we have made no secrets about the fact that we both love via Napoli. Um, but for the annual Christmas photo that we've done since before my kid was born... I have to keep Hollywood and Vine for Santa Goofy. That is clearly the incorrect answer because the absolute answer is we do not get rid of the Annapolis. Just telling you, that's that's my answer. So I, I hate the question because I do eat more frequently at the Annapolis, um, but the I would be so sad if anything happened to my Santa Goofy and my ability to take that now annual. I mean, Anthony's going to be six this year. This is his seventh Christmas. This will be his seventh. Well, you know what? As I say that, but during the pandemic year, Andrew, or was that the, the socially distant year when Goofy stood far behind us? I'm almost positive he's in every picture on our fridge. I'm pretty sure that we've had a picture of Santa Goofy every single year that Anthony's been alive. Yeah, but didn't he also meet at the middle of sunset at one point i don't know yeah i thought they had something there um right before you hit uh beauty and the beast at that corner shop wasn't it santa 
Like actual maybe Santa? That, maybe it was. I could be wrong. For some reason, I thought it was. You know what, Jamie? Movie. I think it was Santa until Christmas, and then the chunk of time after Christmas and before they stopped with the the holiday celebrations. I think it became Santa Goofy. Okay. Yeah, because for some reason I remember that. But okay, so 2021, Jamie. I'm showing you the card. He's still there. It's just physically distant. Okay. And 2020, same thing. Okay, it was reopened at that point. Yep. Yeah. And look at this one, Jamie. I might have to post this for our listeners. He's a baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. That was the very Anthony first time we took him to a theme park. Too. Yes. Um, that was the very first time in a theme park. He was like two months old. Nice. All right, 27 minutes. Let's wrap up with one more, okay? Is this number nine? Because it's going to kill me if it is. This with is my OCD. 10. Okay, good. I'm glad this is number 10. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank Would you for you... telling me it was number 10, even if it was number nine. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather lose the ability to park hop ever again or never be able to go back to a water park? I dropped the park hopper, but I'm a local. So I don't know I if that's that fair. Um, That'd be a lot tougher for me. I don't know if I could give up the park hopping. I think that's, especially for like an Epcot dinner or, or going to a different park for dinner, that would be a lot tougher. I'd have to dine at the resorts, I think, a lot more. Or but you'd have to give up the idea of doing a table service meal for every single dinner like you typically do. You know, well, you know what, that's... I mean, I we Val and I a couple times had the did the quick service dining plan. I didn't right. mind that. I actually enjoyed that. Um, I, Val wasn't really a fan. I think she thought food ended up being repetitive when you had you know two quick services per per day or per night. Um, so that it wouldn't necessarily bother me. But I mean, with how we we travel to Disney, like you know our. our Dinners and, and food are so like ingrained in the whole experience, if you will. I don't know. No, I would definitely yeah, I would drop park hop over losing the water parks. The water parks are so much stinking fun. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's ultimately probably the right answer. Although I do enjoy the park hopping. So, all right, Donna, not bad. I don't think I uh, raked you over the coals too hard. That was not awful. I think I got nine out of ten in your book, correct? Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. It would be awesome if I had our document up to do the outro. Oh, speaking of which, I never busted your chops, Jamie, for the absolute positive butchering you did of the outro the week that I was sick with the flu. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, so a little bit of respect goes a long way, James Vincent. In any case, next week we will be starting our next uh, top five and five series. As Jamie said at the top of this one, we really like this this series. We're, we're really having fun with it. And next week we are going to talk about our top five snacks property-wide. So social fatty time, start licking your chops, get excited. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, we hope you have a great week and we'll see you real soon.